0: But, okay, so this is all about turning problems into opportunities, looking at the world as opportunity-rich, basically making something from nothing. But you know what? Being an entrepreneur is much more than just that. That's the tip of the iceberg. It It might be the core of the iceberg, but there are lots of other things that you need to do to be successful entrepreneurs. And one of them is you need to be able to make your own luck. Now it's interesting, when I gave this talk uh, three years ago, this didn't say make your own luck. It said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Because that's what my father taught me. My father taught me that the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I really, really absorbed this idea. And I learned to work really, really hard. But as I've been thinking over the last three years, I've learned that there are many other things you can do to make yourself lucky. Hard work is only one lever that you have at your disposal. Because you can make your love lucky. You need to be open-minded, you need to be optimistic, you need to look at the world through a special set of lenses. In fact, one of my colleagues from Chile, Carlos Vignola, always says to his students, if you go into a room and you do not meet someone new, at the least you've missed an opportunity of learning something or making a friend, and at the most, making a million dollars. In fact, it's really true. He says any room, there's a million dollars waiting for you. You just have to find it. In fact, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago when we were hosting uh, Steve Ballmer as a speaker, you know, that made sense. He was in his dorm and down the hall was Bill Gates. There was certainly more than a million dollars down the hall, right? So I encourage you to look around all the people who are sitting right here. Who are the, you know, where are the opportunities? And this happens everywhere all the time. Let me tell you a fun little story that brings this to life. Um, A few years ago when my kid Josh was little, he was probably about this big, I was at the grocery store. And this is about making your own luck, right? And uh, you never know what you're going to find when you say hello to someone. I'm at the grocery store and this man came up to me. He was there with his little daughter. And we were in walking down the frozen food aisle and he had a can of lemonade. And he said, um, can you explain to me how to make this lemonade? Now he had an accent, he wasn't from the area, and he certainly didn't know that, you know, put three cans of water in with the concentrated lemon juice. So um, I explained it to him. But that wasn't the end of the conversation, because for most people though, they'd say, thank you very much, you're welcome, and that's the end. But. I thought, what is he doing here? I'd like to know a little bit more about him. So when I got in line at the at the checkout stand, there were several choices, and I got in line behind him. I was not stalking him. <laughs> I, just, I just was sort of curious. And in fact, that's the point. It's about being curious. Okay. So I started chatting, and I said, gee, you know, you you seem like you're new in town. What are you doing here?" So at first, he was a little bit, you know, cautious, like, "Why are you asking me this?" But I was very friendly and nice, and he said, "Well, I'm here. I'm I'm from Chile. I'm from Santiago, and I'm going to be taking over my family's business and uh, I am here to in Silicon Valley for a while to learn about entrepreneurship and innovation. I said that's so great. I actually work at Stanford and I'm involved with this program where we teach people about entrepreneurship and innovation and I'd be happy to help you out. So here's my card. If I can be helpful in any way, feel free to give me a call. So he gave me a call or sent me an email, and uh, I introduced him to a few people who might be helpful. I had some friends who were from Chile who I got him connected to. He ended up bringing an entourage of people to the area who knew. Uh, he brought the president of the country and 2,500 other people. But, you know, he was a really nice guy, and I just was helpful. A few years later, I ended up finding myself down in Chile. I went down. We were running a conference there, a roundtable on entrepreneurship education. And I was there with a couple of my colleagues. You might know them. Deborah Dunn and Randy Commissar were there with me. And uh, I called up. um, His his name was um, Eduardo. And I sent him an email. And I said, Eduardo, I'm going to be down in Santiago. Can we get together for a cup of coffee? Would Would that work for you? He said, that would be great. But as the time came up, He sent me another message, said, you know, I'm too busy. I just can't make it. But do me a favor. Go to this building. There's an office building in the middle of the city. Go there. Bring a couple colleagues. That's why I mentioned Deborah and Randy, because they came along with me. And he says, I've got a treat for you. So we went there. We got met by one of his colleagues who took us up to the roof of the building. We were picked up by his family's helicopter, flown over the city, taken up to his family's ski resort, (laughs) and back down to the city. And that's what it's all about. I have to... No, the point is, here's the deal. Being an entrepreneur and making your own luck is not about turning lemons into lemonade. It's about turning lemonade into helicopters. <laughs> okay? I mean, it worked, right? I start with the lemonade, we get the helicopter. And that's the point, is that you can make amazing things happen. It's not just turning problems into opportunities. It's making really amazing things happen. So let's go on to the next thing that entrepreneurs can do to make themselves successful. They need to know how to fail fast and frequently. Okay? The fact is, as, uh, as Many of my colleagues say, if you're not failing sometimes, you're not taking enough risks. In fact, failure is the secret sauce of Silicon Valley. If you look at the number of ventures that get funded and the numbers that are su- successful, then y- you, know, you have to conclude that venture capitalists actually invest in failures. You know? And in fact, it's clear that the ratio between our successes and our failures are actually pretty stable. So if you want more successes, you're going to have to put up with more failures. In fact, in my class I usually have my students make failure resumes. This is a resume of their biggest screw-ups. Personal, professional, and academic. And the idea is it is okay to fail as long as you learn something from it. I mean, listen. I put myself out there all the time. So I have many opportunities to learn how to fail gracefully. And uh, I have to tell you, you get better at it. <laughs> and uh, this is a really important part of, of being an entrepreneur, is being willing to put yourself out there. I was thinking about, as we talked about Twitter, following us on Twitter, well, think about it. Ev Williams started Blogger, which was a success. Then he started Odeo, which failed. And then he went on to start Twitter, which is a huge success. You know, if he had stopped after the failure, saying, forget it, I'm done, we never would end up having the next success. So you need to be able to put yourself in a position where you're willing to try and try again. So I'm gonna play you a little video clip now that comes from the innovation tournament. And this is a team from the challenge where we use rubber bands that had a flaming failure. And see what happens. Has no stay. We're one soft, sweet song just enough to clear my head. Oh, Real life, oh, baby. Is anybody left there same? Awesome, thank you. Yeah. And we slide all over, and next up to me, never found Surely, can we talk about it? It's getting so damn creepy, just nursing this ghost of a chance. The fiction move of romance, the technicolor dreams of black and white people. One boy headstrong, he thinks that living here is just... start to sing. I'm a little lost, the take For those people who were listening and couldn't see that, this was a team who tried to to make a wishing tree where people post all their wishes on a tree and it failed miserably. They tried everything they could think of and at the end they said, you know what? Celebrate entrepreneurship, celebrate ideas, celebrate failure. But here is the punchline and the most important part of this. This team here is made up of the Biodesign Fellows. These are students, these are folks from the med school, from the business school and the engineering school who spent a year shadowing doctors, identifying opportunities, uh, coming up with new inventions, and eventually putting together a business plan. This team that failed at this won first place in the Stanford business plan competition. And that never would have happened had they not had this attitude. If they had not known that they had to fail many, many times along the way before they came up with something that was a big, grand success. So let's move on to another concept.